Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. And the New Zealand Rugby Players Association Board have announced that uh, they have approved a partnership agreement with the US private equity giant Silver Lake. Now, under the terms of the agreement, which remains subject to ratification by the provincial unions and the Maori Rugby Board, Silver Lake will invest $200 million in a new commercial entity that will house all revenue-generating assets of New Zealand rugby, uh, with additional co-investment of up to $100 million to be offered to New Zealand-based institutional investors later on this year. Uh, that's a lot of numbers, a lot of information to digest. So to help us understand it all, what exactly uh, went on in the negotiations, etc., over the past year or more is New Zealand Rugby Players Association boss Rob Nickel, who I'm sure was at the table playing a big part in this. Rob, uh, first of all, are you happy uh, now that uh, the deal has been struck? Yeah, look, you know, respecting that the provincial unions and the Māori Rugby Board have now got to consider it and um, and ultimately vote on or approve it or not. But, um, you know, our board are fully supportive of it, uh, Smithy, where we think it's incredibly innovative um, and it's a really positive deal. Uh, but in all honesty, mate, it, I know it sounds a bit strange, but we're at the start line. Um, if it's approved, it's going to be incumbent on us and New Zealand Rugby and, and our new investment partners to make it work because, uh, you know, if we can't keep pace with the professionalism of rugby, then uh, we'll fall off the pace and we won't have it. So the pressure only, really only starts now if it's approved, yeah, and we'll be away. Okay, right. Let's hope that does go ahead. Uh, when, when will that take place? How, how soon would you know? Yeah, I think they've got a special general meeting set down for March. I'm not 100% across it, but, um, but you know, we've got, we got, we got the support of the New Zealand Rugby Union board, uh, we've got the support of our board, um, obviously Silver Lake, and, um, and now it rightfully goes back to the members of New Zealand Rugby, and, and we're confident, we feel good about it, we think we've all worked incredibly hard, we've worked, it's been robust, um, but that's a good thing, it's because we all care about the game, um, and we want the right outcome, and I think... Even you know, talking with New Zealand Rugby and Silver Lake and, and a number of other people now, when we look at where we've got to, I think a year ago none of us would have imagined we could actually get something as good as this. Uh, that's probably the that's probably one of the, the feelings around this whole thing that I, I quite like. Um, the, the, the robust dialogue and the ideas and the ability for Silver Lake in particular to listen and understand and solve problems and come up with ideas uh, and solutions has been really good and, and material to, to getting this deal to where it is. Well, so though, uh, it's probably uh, good too to finally realise exactly what Silver Lake is, what, what kind of uh, entity it is. Uh, we know uh, that they are involved in plenty of sports teams and competitions uh, around the world. 
Uh, so effectively, uh, Rob, w- what do they do? Uh, what, are, what is their background? Yeah, look, I think um, you know, Silver Lake are a global investment business, basically. So they, they take uh, money and they invest it. And they invest it primarily for them in technology companies. And they've had phenomenal success in that respect. Um, and this has nothing to do with sport, frankly. Um, but of late, they've turned their attention to sport. You know, they, they own UFC, for example. Uh, they've got a shareholding in Man City. Um, and they see an opportunity in sport. And they see an opportunity in rugby. And, um, you know, it's not just Silver Lake. You've got CBC and other private investment organisations from around the world looking to get involved in sport because they, they see an opportunity to improve the commercial metrics and commercial return for the sport, and they believe they can add value in that respect. And, um, you know, we're all for that, as long as the economics around it are right. And if you look at the comprehensive partnership that we've got now on the table with Silver Lake, you know, the economics around it are really good. Uh, the dynamics really interesting. So whilst they're investing in the New Zealand commercial entity you outlined, uh, alongside New Zealand institutional investors, we're also setting up a global investment entity with them, which is the entity through which they'll invest in other rugby-related opportunities, tournaments, competitions, technology-related companies, etc. And um, and that's that's something New Zealand rugby and rugby New Zealand we could never do by ourselves. So there's a bit of a quid pro quo in this partnership. So they're investing in the legacy of rugby and everything that. New Zealanders have built up over hundreds of years, if you like. Um, but we're also getting an opportunity to be alongside them at what their world class at, uh, which is effectively a, a technology and capability um, company that can can come in and, or not, sorry, technology company, but they've, they've got the capital and the expertise to come into these spaces and grow businesses and make them successful. And, and we're going to be alongside doing that, uh, doing that with them, which is pretty exciting. So the two, it's a three hundred dollar figure. If you a three hundred million dollar figure, I should say, if you add it all up, uh, two hundred uh, initially into uh, uh, the commercial entity, which uh, was all revenue generating assets of New Zealand rugby. Yeah, I, I, I think I've got that right. And then a hundred million dollars, perhaps later this year, into uh, another uh, inst- institutional investors pool. Is that correct? No, it's the same one. So, so what's happening is um, it's called a convertible preference investment, but basically it's debt to start with. So in plain language, Silver Lake will, will effectively loan uh, Commercial Co. $200 million at a capped interest rate of 4% for, for three years. Um, and then it's, they're going to syndicate that out to New Zealand institutional investors later in the year so they can come alongside Silver Lake on the same financial terms. So that 200 will increase to somewhere between 260 and 300, depending on what we all think is appropriate. And so effectively, that money will be available to New Zealand to invest. And then after three years, they can convert that to shares or convert that to equity at the original valuation, which is now at 3.5 billion. So it's gone up a little bit from the from the original proposal. Now, um, what that will relate in is if Silver Lake continue at the 200 million, they'll end up with 5.7% of commercial co. And if New Zealand investors right. come in, they'll end up somewhere around that 2.5% on top of that. So we would have sold down just over 8% of commercial co as opposed to 125 Um So the operating model moving forward looks good, but because you've got a higher valuation, there's still a lot of capital coming into the business. So um, it's a, it, like I said, the economics around this proposal that we're now looking at, um, in our view, is, uh, are really solid. It hasn't been, uh, well, from the outside looking in, uh, Rob, it hasn't always been a smooth 
a negotiating process. Uh, how are relationships now that uh, the deal has been pretty much done? Yeah, it's been tough. Eh? It's, it's been robust, but so it should be. You know, like if you think about rugby New Zealand and the place it holds in this country and what the All Blacks stand for and and the people that have worn the black jersey, be it for the Black Ferns, the Sevens, the All Blacks, all of our international rugby teams and, and even other professional teams and basically anyone who's pulled on the jersey, you know, we, we all go out there to be the best and to get the best outcome and people are passionate about it. And um, that passion comes out around the table as well. We like, from our players' board's perspective, this wasn't about the players, this was about, man, we're going to be judged in history. This is a fork in the road moment. We've got to get this right. We've got to be really confident in it. And New Zealand rugby felt the same way. And so, um, it, so we, you know, we're all passionate and it's pretty robust, but it, it's produced a fantastic outcome. Um, the engagement over the last three, month, three or four months has been really, really good. Like the openness and the way in which um, both New Zealand rugby and ourselves have been able to work together, but also with Silver Lake, it's, it's been incredible, really. It's, it's been really cooperative, really open, a lot of listening, a lot of exchanging ideas and thoughts and, and problem solving and, and it's resulted in a really good outcome. So yeah, it's been a it's been a tough and at times um, you know, a bit of a confusing process, but it's got us to a really good outcome. And now we're at the start line and it's going to be incumbent on us all making it, to make it work. So the partnership's good. Um, there's some other cool initiatives around the deal. You know, New Zealand rugby have stepped up and said, Hey look, this is a fork in the road moment. And we need to make sure we're fit for purpose in our governance moving forward. So they're going to undertake a governance review of their structures and processes and how the Board of New Zealand Rugby is elected. And we're going to follow their lead. You know, we're, 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 we're always going to embark on a strategic review of where we're at. And under this deal, there's a lot more onus on us to step up in different areas. So we'll do that strategic review and that will also lead to a governance review for us. So we're all looking at ourselves and saying, what are we going to have to do to make sure we're equipped to deliver on this in the future? And, I think that's a really cool aspect of the deal as well. Rob, well, just finally, um, and, and really importantly, because uh, this has come through this morning through uh, a number of our texts and messages, etc. cetera, uh, what about the, the guys at the bottom of the, the ladder here? Uh, text, for instance, just on the theme of that, how much will go to help retire the debt that clubs have and the many provincial teams that, uh, who are struggling to break even during the season? In other words, how low is it going to filter and how optimistic can the people down at that level be about getting some input out of this? Yeah, look, pretty much delivering what the previous proposal was going to deliver in terms of going through to provincial unions and and the development levels of the game in the initial instances. Um, and then it's really up to New Zealand rugby probably to answer that question in detail, like it's not the decision we get to make. But what I, what I will say, Smithy, is that you know, rugby... New Zealand rugby is unique in the world and that it's, it's probably that and cricket is the only two sports we're able to retain our, the talent in the world to be the best in the world on a consistent basis in a professional sport and it, it's not easy. And since rugby went professional, there's been a lot of work to say how do we respect the legacy of the game and what needs to be happening at the community level and the grassroots level to keep the game healthy at that level whilst also generating enough money to retain the talent, coaching, playing, etc, etc to compete on the world stage and be the best. So that you've got the shot window and the pathway for the kids and the and the and the kind of flying the flag of, of the pride that, that wants people to be involved in the game. So that, that that's quite a complex model to run. And well, I think New Zealand rugby deserve a big pat on the back here and that they recognised that if we kept doing things the way we were doing it, we were going to continue to struggle either more and more and more. So they knew something had to change. And um, whilst the process was robust and, and a little bit messy at times as we've talked about, 
it's ultimately resulted, I believe, in a deal that's going to allow us now in the next 20 to 30 years to go to another level. But we need to go to another level to be able to continue that cycle. So I think this deal will absolutely help um, the community levels of the game, but it's not going to be the knockout punch. It's not the silver bullet. You're heavily involved in the sport. You know, to a certain extent, no amount of money is going to solve some of the challenges that rugby and cricket and maybe netball and some of the other more established sports have got just in terms of the pressures around society, the choices available to kids, the, um, you know, all the kind of the dynamics around school, the pressure on people's times, um, how people want to, to spend their leisure time and their entertainment and, and the uptake of where sport sits in their lives. There's so many other things that need to be addressed. Um, so it's not a knockout punch, it's not a silver bullet, but it, it hopefully will be a big enabler to be able to address some of those issues. And what it will do at the top end, at the global end, is keep us in the game. It, it gives us an opportunity, if we work well and execute it well, um, then we should hopefully be able to retain our talent and keep our national teams uh, performing at the level that we all expect. And so hopefully that kind of answers that question. Um, that's yeah. a tough one okay. to answer to uh, you. Yeah. Uh, hey, Rob, look, uh, I know, and, and that's, that's as I know for a lot of pe- people, the main concern, but you appreciate that. But we appreciate the fact that at uh, the last minute you've been able to come on and clarify those details. Congratulations uh, on the deal to this point. Let's hope everyone else uh, gives it the rubber stamp so uh, we can move on in a positive way. Thanks, Rob Nickel, for your time.